Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gamblernet in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. Today is Wednesday, September 6, 2023, and I'm joined, as I always am, 65% of the time by Mr. J. Head and Mr. Cole Pinkson. How about you, fellas? <laughs> Moving up. I'm telling you, you see, Cole's getting that extra percent. He's a little under the weather today, but you know what? He showed up just the same. There you go. Not skipping the podcast. We'll get that extra five today from Jesse. That's worth worth the extra five, no doubt. In-season podcasts are always worth an extra five. In-season because Auburn has started its season. They started off with a 59-14 win over UMass this past Saturday. That wasn't the recruiting news we're going to be talking about, though. Shortly after that win, the first of the Hugh Freeze era, Auburn picked up a commitment, an offensive line commitment from 2025 uh, unranked, Offensive tackle, offensive guard, kind of that versatile swing guy that Auburn loves, this, this new staff loves, and Spencer Dowling from Athens, Alabama. Cole Pinkston was uh, was all over this one, Big Dog. What do you think about Mr. Dowling there, Cole? Yeah, I don't know where he fits quite yet. I think it's still, you know, it's still a wait-and-see thing with him. He's young. Um, you know, offensive linemen, like we've talked about a hundred times, are hard to pin down what they are mm-hmm. until they get a little bit older. Um and he, he's going to have to add some weight as he goes along, and he will. He's got a good frame to do so. Uh, I, I like him. I like his mentality, number one. I think that is the number one thing. I don't think he – I don't think Spencer is an elite athlete for an offensive lineman, but I think he's a good athlete. Number number one, though, for me is his mentality and his the way he finishes blocks, but the way he approaches them, too. I, I like the way he's got that edge about him. And from what I can tell, he he has picked that up even more during his uh, junior season film that I've seen so far. Uh, you know, a lot of background on that one that I could give. <laughs> I don't want to go too long, but, man, basically Rodney Garner from Tennessee came in and said, you know, you're going to be one of our top guys for 2025 on the offensive line. He said, Something along the lines of, you know, I played for Pat Dye, and he knew how to pick an offensive lineman out of a room. He said, and you're one of the guys he would have picked 100%. And uh, Tennessee was on him hard, and he, and he was leaning Tennessee until he camped at Auburn. And that was pretty much what did it. He said, all right, let's get back for Big Cat. Yep, I'm good. All right, won't waste too much more time with this. Man, that was, uh, he, he was there Saturday for the uh, opening game. On an unofficial visit with his parents, his mom and his dad. I think his 
the sister there? Somebody else with him? Or was it just those three? His mom, his mom and dad are all that I saw. But okay. He may not even have a sister, dude. I don't know. Uh, and then the following day, we're going to get to that in just a minute. Auburn picked up a 2024 offensive line commitment. Uh, big one there. Uh, before we do, though, I want to tell everybody in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, Alabama, if you're looking to buy or sell your home, look no further for the help you will need. Jessica Andrews, the five-star realtor from the Talents Group. Give her a call, 334-704-4442. Fantastic realtor goes above and beyond what she is uh, – should do. I mean, she she works to tell off, folks. I, I see it firsthand. Give her a call if you need anything done in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County. Jessica Andrews with the Challenge Group, 334-704-4442. Tell her we sent you. All right, so as I said, Sunday, uh, less than 24 hours after Spencer Dowling committed to the 2025 class, Auburn picked up a 2024 offensive line commitment, Mr. Four-Star uh, Interior Offensive Lineman is what he's listed as. I don't have any reason to doubt that. Uh, Mr. DeAndre Carter from uh, Santa Ana, California, Mater Day. <laughs> Jay Head, you like this fella, don't you? Love this big fella. It, listen, I'll take an offensive lineman any which way we can get him at this point, but one of this caliber, a guy with his feet, his athleticism. Now, Cole's right. He hit it on the show on Sunday. He's going to have to reshape his body somewhat, but that's not untypical of most offensive linemen that are coming from the high school ranks, right? That's just part of the game of, of getting them in a nutrition program, strength and development, kind of getting them to what they can be. But this is a young man that can play sooner rather than later, in my honest opinion. Um, he's very talented, versatile, like we talked about, could play guard, could play tackle, contingent on the needs of the way this, the rest of this offensive line class shakes out. And to be honest, it you know maybe depends on you know how some of these guys from the year prior develop because he he can come in and compete with those guys right now, in my honest opinion with the exception of maybe Dylan Sunda and Connor Lou. I think those two guys are advanced and everybody else this kid's on par with right now. So really big pickup from Auburn from that standpoint. And then from the perception side of things, you're talking about a guy that gave you a quantum leap in the rankings. I mean, I think you shot from, what, 15 or 14 all the way up to number 11 in the national rankings. Now you're number six in the SEC, so you're in that top half bracket where you want to live as far as that's concerned. So – all the way around a big win for Auburn from an actual talent-based acquisition standpoint to a perception standpoint to a need standpoint, it's a major win for us. I cannot remember the last high school kid Auburn uh, got a commitment from us as far as the Scots to this point from California, uh, from modern day. Uh, this is one of the top programs, if not the top program, high school program in the country, Sands IMG. Uh, you know, but, but as far as public school systems, I, I think it's a public school. Uh, is, it, is it private? It's public. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So. Uh, this is like this is elite. And Auburn, Ben Agamaya, Jake Thornton, uh, Hugh Freeze, all those guys uh, teamed up. Got the uh, the commitments from DeAndre Carter. Huge. Jay had since his commitment. It did. He did uh, boost Auburn up to the number 11 in the country. I think since then, somebody in, behind Auburn has gotten another commitment. Okay. So Auburn's now 12th in the nation. I mean, you got a top 12 class. We said anywhere from 8 to 12. I think all of us kind of agreed this class was sitting, you know, the meat zone there was 8 to 12 at the end of the year. Auburn has just now, you know, kind of gotten into that zone. Only I expect them only to go up from here. Uh, there's not many spots left. We're thinking maybe eight, somewhere around, you know, six to eight. I would think eight max. I think anywhere between 23 to 25 total commitments. I think that's what me and Cole have talked about privately and what we've discussed here on the show is that's probably, and to get to that 25 number, they're going to have to be some dudes. It's not just going to be average Joes that we're taking some Johnny tryhards. This is going to be legitimate, you know what I mean, dudes, or they're going to allocate those spots for the transfer portal or the JUCO ranks. They're not, they're looking for impact guys. Well, let's talk about some of the spots still left on the board. You've, we know Auburn wants another running back. We know they want another tight end. We know they want uh, another linebacker, another DB, a couple of offensive linemen. So now you're looking at – I mean, if, if they just get those guys – talk to me. Am, am I wrong here? No, I, I think you're spot on. But, Cole, you go ahead and jump in. No, I, I think that's perfect. Uh, you know, depending on how it plays out, I, that number's real fluid, obviously. It always is. But, sure. I mean – you don't know what well, – that's the thing. When people ask that question, I'm always like, well, I just don't know, I mean, what the attrition is going to be. Right. Because that's going to bring that number up. And obviously they 
they like the team they have right now that they helped that they built out of the portal uh, for the most part. But they want to try to wean away from the portal as soon as possible. And, and again, it depends on how many studs you can get in this class. And, I mean, when we were talking about this, you know, months ago, we we were like, ah, well, you know, they won't get Harry Thompson. They won't get DeMarcus Reddick. They'll miss on these guys. But they're starting to get them. Uh, DeAndre Carter, when his name first surfaced, we were like, well, that'll be fun for a minute. You know, (laughs) not the case. So, you know, I I think – this back half of this recruiting class, this recruiting cycle, uh, I think there's going to be some studs that you're probably not expecting. I, mm-hmm. I, I feel that way. I really feel that they will win some of these battles on the back half. I agree, and I think the season's going to have a lot to do with that. I'm just looking back over my hot board. On defense, I could see them taking maybe three more, another D lineman, uh, another linebacker, and another DB. That's that's at minimum. I, I would say three to five because if you get a if you can flip a Jeremiah Beam and then a Cam Franklin and you, know, you get a Bradley Shaw or Jamonte Waller, uh, do you add Antonio White? Do you go for the Quan Robinson, the JUCO kid? A lot of possibilities there. Uh, but the defensive class to me is just is very very stellar. It's more than stellar, especially for an offensive minded head coach like Hugh Freeze. On offense, we know Auburn wants another running back uh, to go along with Jamarion Burnett. We know Auburn continues to heavily recruit wide receivers such as Nye Carr and Cam Coleman. That, to me, could be a, if we can get them, let's get them. If we don't, we're okay. Uh, because Malcolm Simmons, don't forget, I mean, not Malcolm Simmons, don't forget about Jalewis Solomon. This cat's going off. He's uh, listed as a DB on Auburn's commitment list. But I have been told he can play wide receiver, too. So, uh, uh, of course, we know Auburn wants another tight end to go with Martavius Collins. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least two more. I would think that's at least safe to say on offensive line, at least two more. And it kind of brings us to the, the, the next thing I wanted to talk about with us, which was Jay Head's post today on the corner, uh, which was a fantastic and, and insightful post, Auburn football recruiting top uncommitted targets left on the board. Jay Head came in with that. Jay Head, talk to us about your, uh, I think you had five or six maybe. So it was seven total. That's what um, I said. Five main. Oh, I forgot about the bonus. I'm sorry. And two bonus targets that we'll get into. But the first one, and I want your guys' opinion as we kind of go point by point here. The first one's LJ McCray. I mean, I think it goes unsaid that landing another premier defensive lineman in this class is an absolute focus of the staff and Jeremy Garrett right now. I don't think anybody would argue that. Now, two of the guys that what I would put on that impact class, Jeremiah Beeman, and Kamari and Franklin are committed elsewhere right now. So you're going to have to flip sure. them to get them in this class. L.J. McCray happens to be the only one that's uncommitted. Um, how do you guys feel about defensive line recruiting? And, I look, honestly, I think they could take as many as five defensive linemen in this class. I think they really want to retool that room, if I'm being honest. I would not doubt them. I've got them at four to five, at least, or at least one to two more on the defensive on the hot board. Uh, L.J. McCray, this is one of those guys. I, I, I've got him at 15% on the hot board. And I think that might be too high. That's just me, man. Y'all, y'all might have. I just don't. I, I, I feel like if he goes anywhere outside of the state of Florida, it's going to be Georgia. And so I, Auburn's in his top five, but I think Auburn's number five. So if it's going to be, if, if he's going to end up at Auburn, a lot is going to have to change over the next couple of months. And I think I saw where he wanted to be committed by the end of November. He's already been to Auburn for an official visit. Uh, I just don't give the Tigers a, lo- a lot of chance there. Um, I think they have a better shot at flipping Jeremiah Beeman or Kamarion Franklin than they do at getting L.J. McCray. Again, just my opinion. No, I'm, I'm with you on that, Jeffrey. I, I agree with that. I'm not feeling L.J. McCray and Auburn. Um, in fact, I think I might be feeling Florida or Florida State there, staying in state. But yeah, um, you know, Bradley Shaw, who's on your list, Jay Head, I want to touch on him. I think his stock is up right now for Auburn's recruiting. Yeah. Um, and, and I went and saw him uh, two weeks ago, I guess. Didn't get an interview with him because it's just one of those deals. Hoover got beat real bad, and they went in the mm-hmm. locker room. I said, ah, let's, let's leave that alone. Um, again, he's not going to say too much either if I do talk to him. But I hadn't gotten the feeling that Auburn was huge on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, they like him. They would take him. If he wanted in today, they'd say yes, you know, without question. But are they blowing up his phone? Are they – knocking his door down, trying to get him, I'm not quite sure. I think that might change a little bit. And the reason is because, well, you heard about the Austin Keys deal today. 
And Demario Tolan is probably not. Let's just assume he's not coming back. Right. Now you're, you're you're getting you're getting in a weird place in that linebacker room, and it's not one of your best position units right now. So I, I feel like they're going to do everything they can to help bolster that room, and he's I think they're going to get on him a little bit harder here. Okay. I agree, Cole. Um, and, and right now, I would say it's probably Auburn Clemson with Arkansas hanging around right now, to the best of yep. my intel on that one. What about Alabama? You know, he said he wanted to visit them, uh, was going to give them an OV this fall. I, I, I just don't know. I don't get the sense. Like, And, look, I take my intel from what Andrew Bone does. Like, he's better at knowing what Alabama sure. wants to do than I do, okay? And the last intel I saw from their side of the house was is they were not overly pursuing Bradley. So I, I don't know. Maybe things change. Maybe they watch his senior highlights just like Auburn has and said, you know what? But second look here, he's a lot better than we anticipated, or he's changed, or he's more physical in the box than he was this time last year. He's matured some. So It's just so hard with him because he doesn't say a lot. So you don't really know what's going on. Exactly. And even like Cole said, I mean, you you have to go to the game or you have to go to him in person typically to get anything out of him when it comes right. to his recruiting. And Cole, I'm sure you've learned by now, when you go visit a recruit for a game, you hope like hell they win and they win big. When they want to just talk to everybody and anybody, take pictures with babies and mamas and all that stuff. Uh, that didn't obviously happen. So it's really tough, uh, Bradley Shaw, knowing what's really going on with his recruitment. We saw Clemson offer uh, was a couple weeks ago. Yes. So probably about a month or so ago. Probably not the same Clemson they were when they offered, though. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. So Jay Head had uh, LJ McCray. You had Bradley Shaw on there. Who was your number three, Jay Head? So number three was that flex tight end position, Roger Ooh. Salapega, I think is how you say his yeah. name. Yeah. I mean, and when you're talking about uncommitted guys, this is the of, of of which we're aware. This is the only one uncommitted. Um, obviously, the two guys probably above him, if Auburn could have their way, would be uh, Amir Jackson and I think Landon Thomas is with yes. the uh, uh, Amir Jackson committed to Florida. Landon Thomas committed to FSU, but Salapega uh, was supposed to come to Big Cat, or was he? I think he was going to come that earlier that week. Yes. And was it illness in the family? It was an illness or a death in the family. One yeah. of the two. There was something that transpired that was outside of this kid's realm of control. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to make it. But Ben Agamayas worked this kid and his family hard, to the best of my understanding. I mean, extremely hard. He's connected well with everybody there. Obviously, there's some tons and roots um, you know, with, between those two families and so we'll see. I mean, he's got him scheduled to come back for an official visit, I believe, in November, uh, potentially for the Iron Bowl, I think. So get him in that kind of atmosphere, that kind of an environment, and we'll see. Now, he's got a top four um, of Auburn, Oregon, Tennessee, and Utah. Mm-hmm. Two West Coast schools, two SEC schools. So you just, it, you know, again, I don't know a ton. I, I know he's a massive target for Ben Agamai. I know he's scheduled to officially visit. If you can keep him from committing elsewhere, look, he feels the need of everything you want in a flex tight end. He can absolutely play extremely athletic. He plays mostly wide receiver in high school or on his cut-ups he does anyway. You don't see a lot of him with his hand in the dirt. But you don't see that with Rivaldo Fairweather either, to be completely honest. So the position they're recruiting him for, he's tailor-made. So I see him as a big need. But, Cole, what's your input here? Yeah, I've taken a look at him, and and I think he's perfect for what you said, the flex there. And um, we know for a fact that that is the key target for any tight end. I mean, they have to be a flex. He's not getting another traditional type guy Mm -hmm. like Collins. So he's another guy that I think stock is up right now for Auburn recruiting, at least. I, I think they really want to get him in the class. They want to get him on campus and see what happens. Um. I don't have a lot of intel on him, but I think that I don't love Auburn's chances with Amir Jackson from Florida or from Georgia committed to Florida. So I think Salapeg is the guy that they're probably going to hone in on a little bit. I agree on Jackson. I think some things, I think Florida's going to really have to tank this year. And that's, look, that's possible, okay? Because while the kid's firmly committed right now, they get to, you know, three and eight, four and whatever, or four and eight, three and nine. You know, things change. When that negative recruiting starts to bear down on you from every school that's recruiting you, 
well, your mind tends to, tends to start to flip a little bit. But as of today, I, I would agree. I do not like our chances with Amir Jackson Cole. Okay. Good to know. Before us, so you had uh, uh, La- uh, Laquan Robinson. Yes. Uh, yep, Laquan Robinson, the JUCO from Holmes County, I believe, in Mississippi, originally from Greenville, Alabama, Ken Carter, and Marlon Davidson neighborhood. Uh, went to JUCO out of high school. Now he's coming out. Auburn uh, Auburn is in his top five with Texas A&M, Florida, Ole Miss, and Houston. Uh, as far as DBs go, here we are again. This is kind of the best uncommitted guy on the board. Yes. Uh, really that boundary safety that Zach's looking for, a very hard hitter. I know Cole scouted him in high school. I mean, he will absolutely lay you out. Um, in, in junior college, they've played him at the – probably the field safety position more than they have at the boundary uh, just because of his range and athleticism. I think he would play the boundary more for us. But uh, he's absolutely a guy that we can get in on. I think Zach Etheridge was recruiting him the first time around um, in 2021 when he was a high school target for us and a really early offer from Derek Mason. And there's also another connection there. Barney Farrar, a former Hugh Freeze lieutenant at Ole Miss, um, is his co-defensive coordinator there and somebody that, you know, he'll ensure not necessarily not steer him to Auburn by any means, but if Auburn wants to talk to this young man, if they want to get in his ear, he, he's probably going to get a positive review from, from Coach Farrar. So um, I, I like the setup on that one. We'll see. You know, I mean, it, as the season goes on, as the evaluation goes with Laquan Robinson, that will probably dictate, you know, how well he performs this year, how hard we press there. And uh, number five is the guy we've seen uh, shoot up Auburn's board a couple of guys. Uh, Favor Edwin, the big offensive tackle from Eagles Landing in McDonough, Georgia. McDonough, Georgia. McDonough, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, has an offer from Auburn, Alabama, Florida, I believe. Uh, some others are getting to the mix. Raw kid, but as far as offensive linemen, again, uncommitted is the key word in this list. Favor Edwin is moving up fast. I like Favor Edward. Um, he's a guy that did not play a year ago, and it had something to do with his transfer, uh, you know, from I guess from another country or whatever the deal was. He didn't play on the varsity team. Mm-hmm. So this is his first year of real, you know, big time football, and it, it did take. I mean, he's got a lot of good offers. I'm pretty sure Alabama jumped in there at one point. I don't know how hard they're recruiting him, but. You know, off the hoof, he's one of the more impressive offensive linemen you're going to see. Um, I think Auburn's making some headway there. And, and there's a lot of connections, especially with the Hood family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colton Hood and his, you know, uncle, brother, all, all of them that, that that are close to Auburn. So I think there's something going there. Uh, since his offer, I haven't heard too much about him, but but Auburn's definitely in the picture 100%. Uh, speaking of the hoods, Jay Head, uh, one of your bonus targets there is Brandon, the uh, the running back. He tore his ACL, I believe, a year ago. Yes. So things have kind of been slow with him. People want to see how he's recovering, and uh, but you know his his older brother Colton signed with Auburn in the 2023 class. Uh, Roderick played at Auburn and was a star for the Eagles. He's now coaching Eagles Landing, uh, or coaching at Eagles Landing. But Brandon Hood, and then the other bonus was oh Reese Baker, the in-state offensive lineman. That uh, I, I'm, I'm basically like, holler back when you're ready, big dog. <laughs> I think we covered his recruitment so good, so well in the spring and summer, expecting him to jump on board at any point because his second best offer uh, is from Troy, is uh, Joe Bernardi at Troy, who, you know, obviously was very high on him. Didn't come to Big Cat, thought was going to get wrapped up there. Um, didn't know, didn't we really didn't know what Auburn's patience level was going to be with him. But uh, you know, I checked a week or two ago, and it was, you know, if he wants in, come on. So uh, he's kind of like uh, Bradley Shaw in that he doesn't do a lot of interviews, doesn't say a lot. Um, so it's, it's very difficult to kind of know what's going on with him. So uh, it's almost by default I have Auburn because it's the, his best offer. Yeah, the second best offer, I think, he's got offers from West Virginia, Tulane, and Troy. Those are the other ones that I think that are really kind of in the competition for him. But like you said, and look, I'll defer to Cole because Cole's got far better insight here than I ever will have as far as Reese Baker is concerned. Athletic kid, a kid I know they like a good bit. But I'm with you, Jeffrey, in that is the kid going to wait too long? 
because mm-hmm. Auburn's not waiting on the offensive line recruiting for him. I promise you that. They're turning to on a lot of different guys and trying to get whoever wants in the boat right now. I think they've got a list of about seven or eight that they are working extremely hard. And whatever two or three of that group they get, they're going to take. And they're not waiting on anybody else. Um, so I think if Reese wants in, he's going to need to make that decision here relatively soon. But, again, that's just me speculating. Cole, how do you feel? I totally agree. Uh, I, I thought it would be over by now, to be honest. I, I thought that – I mean, we, we've known for a while they felt pretty good about DeAndre Carter. We know mm-hmm. they feel like they're going to have a shot to flip somebody here um, before it's over with. Uh, so, depending on the numbers, I just sort of assumed that Reese Baker was probably not going to have a spot um, if he decided at the end here. But I don't know if that's 100% true. Uh, I also don't know if it's not true. <laughs> I, right. I'm very confused about the situation. And, look, sometimes it ain't up to the kid, okay? It's it's not always up to the kid. It's 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 everybody around him who wants to help with the decision and wants to be a part of it. That's how it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. They want to commit. Maybe their you know, family's not ready for him to commit, and maybe he is. So there's things like that that go on, and you just don't know. When it gets to that point, you know, it's it's not bad on Auburn to go, well, look, I mean, there's nothing we can do. We need you now. Right. You know, yeah. can't sit here and wait on you. That's not how this works. No, and look. Travis Williams is one of my all-time favorite stories when it comes from a recruiting standpoint. He called himself a pen snatcher. The second Joe Witt gave him a committable offer, done. I'm saying he said I tried to sign my NLI before they rescinded it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what if you're Reese Baker, I think you needed to be. To be completely honest, now, may look, you may end up in this class. You may end up being the best offensive lineman in this class. I honestly have no idea. I know he's athletic. Um, I know they like his technical skill set. He's going to have to improve his body. But I just – there's some hesitancy for me there saying he's going to end up in this class because he hasn't committed to this point, and I just don't know what their patience is going to be. I mean, I, I, just, I honestly believe they're just going to try to fill up and whoever gets in gets in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, some of the committed offensive linemen will be tracking who have either visited or said they're going to visit. Uh, T.J. Lockhart committed to Mississippi State. Khalil House to Stanford, who Colorado just offered earlier today. Cohen Eccles out of Texas uh, and A&M. He's going to come back. Jude Foster from Ole Miss. Another uncommitted guy that I haven't heard much about any, in a while, but Auburn has offered to borrow Shunky, Shunky yeah. Yeah. Uh, from South Dakota. He said he's going to visit. So there's some more guys, uh, as Jay has said, from some flip candidates there. But if, uh, if Reese Baker – I can't imagine if Auburn could get three of those guys I just mentioned – you know, I, I, Baker will be on the outside looking in. We'll uh, we'll see where his recruitment goes, man. We'll see if he comes back to Auburn anytime soon. That Georgia game, will he be back? Will he say something? Uh, will he not? Be keeping an eye on it. Good stuff, Jay. Appreciate that, big dog. Uh, let's get to some uh, questions from the corner. We'll do a little lightning round, man. We don't want to take any. Uh, we don't want to get anybody bored or sleeping. So we'll hit it uh, two or three minutes piece. At most. Auburn match 24. Who are some legit flip candidates? Does Stanford going to the ACC end things with House? Ooh. Flip candidates. Let's, 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 give me your top five flip candidates on offense and top five five on defense. Top five on offense, Kevin Riley. Yes. Running back was committed to Miami. Cam Coleman, wide receiver committed to Texas A&M. Yes. Nod Carr, uh, wide receiver committed to Georgia. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, tight ends, Amir Jackson committed to Florida. What was the other kid's name? Landon Thomas to Florida State. As, as both of you said, I mean they're flip candidates. Uh, offensive line, I just named off all those guys that I just named off. Khalil House, obviously being one of those. Uh, I don't listen. This conference stuff. I, I've been wanting to say this. You know, when he com- committed to uh, Stanford, look, he's not going to Stanford because of what conference they play in. Um, yeah. He's not. You don't choose Stanford over Auburn because they're in the Pac-12 or they might be going to the ACC or so. Dude, that kid don't care. 
he's going to Stanford because he's going to have a Stanford degree when he leaves there. I agree. To a point, if they had dropped to the Mountain West, I think he might have been. All right. I I would listen to that. You know what I mean? If they had dropped to the Mountain West, I think that might have done it. But I don't think it's over with Auburn and and this young man at all. Not me either. Proximity to home, I think, plays a major factor. And a lot of kids look very early on. Distance doesn't matter. I'm not worried about it. And then you start to go on. I'm like, whoa, I got to fly home from San Francisco every time I want to see my family? That two-hour ride to Houston County starts looking a hell of a lot better. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I expect to see him at the George game. We'll see if that pans out. Uh, e. Maximus, when will we start hearing some more names emerging from the JUCO ranks? This is a good question, Maximus. Uh, I know young haircut, J-head. Oh, young haircut. That's what they mm. call you? Listen, man, that's what Fred started on the board. It got, it got me a new nickname. It's probably my fault. Uh, <laughs> okay, so typically the JUCOs will start about midseason. Because these coaches want to see what these guys are doing in their sophomore years. How they started off this season, Laquan Robinson. I did check on you. Remember Markel Bell, who was who is Laquan Robinson's teammate at Holmes County. Yeah. Auburn tried to sign him, tried like hell to sign him in the 2023 class. He was going to reclassify. Auburn was going to take him, and he was going to come. Uh, he wasn't able to reclassify, and I checked with him last week, and he has not heard from Auburn since. Uh, hmm. But we will start hearing some more JUCO names probably about midseason. When some of these first half season highlights come out, I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, my ears will be a little bit more pointed towards the West hmm. and those JUCOs in Mississippi and Kansas, uh, Texas is a no as well. All right, GBDB seven, not OCBD. Uh, Twenty twenty five targets that Auburn is the team to beat with Cole. I think uh, CJ May is is yes. one to start with. I think if Auburn wants him, they could they could probably make it happen pretty pretty soon. I, I don't know if they're 100 percent ready to do that with him. I think they're toying with the idea of it, if that makes sense. Well, it's gonna be yeah. tough, be awkward if they don't take him on it. Well, I mean, look, you got so many edges in this class. It, it's so loaded. It's just one of those things where you might have to do that. I think I think you feel really great about how JJ Falk feels about his commitment and how that's going. Uh, it, just, it seems like CJ may might end up in the class, but we'll see how that plays out. Um, Alvin? Alvin, Anderson, for sure. I think that's going to be a tough one with Tennessee. Uh, last word I got was Tennessee really kind of blew his eyebrows backwards on the recent visit up there. I mean, I, I think Auburn's in a good spot with Alvin, no doubt. Um, but I, I think those are the two teams at the top, and that's going to be – that their involvement may drag out his recruitment a little bit longer. We don't really have a lot of names in the 2025 class, but because we're in the heart of the 2024 cycle. So uh, we could go through, uh, spend some time on um, 2025 offer board. We could, we could spend a whole show on that. Maybe we will, Uh, maybe on the bye week or something. I got one more, Jeffrey, I want to mention. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Mal Waldrop is a guy. Oh yeah. Probably probably Dalen Upshaw too. Well, Matt Waldrop's real close to Spencer Dolan, so Ooh. there's something in the works there, from what I understand. And I, I think I think Auburn's got a great shot with Matt Waldrop. Nice, very good. Big big lineman from Phoenix City Central, by the way, is Matt Waldrop. He's been to Auburn several times just this calendar year. Um, so that would be a big one. He, um, Dalen Shaw, is a wide receiver in the 2025 class that Auburn has offered. Um, he's actually picked up another offer. I think it was Florida State not too long ago. Yeah. Uh, so he's legit. Uh, he's a legit wide receiver there playing alongside Cam Coleman. All right, the Pearly Gates. Bradley Shaw, any update on the commitment timeline for him? We talked a little bit about him earlier. Man, it's just so tough. Cole, do you know a, a timeline? That's a good question. A timeline. Are we talking midseason, end of the season, signing day? He Top told me sometime during the season, the last time we talked. Um, I think, he, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best I can, I, I can really. He's going to get busy that. taking some visits. Well, yeah, he's, some guys just don't get into the whole, you know. Has he taken guys. any official visits? Three. So Has he's, he? gone, he's gone to Notre Dame, Georgia, and Arkansas, to the best oh. of my knowledge. So he's gone three. He was going to take – did he OV to Clemson, Cole, or did he just visit there? I think it was unofficial. but I, All Three Visit Center has him visiting uh, Clemson, uh, Georgia three times. Let's see. Uh, official visits to Notre Dame, Arkansas. Who'd you say the other one was? Georgia. 
They do not have him on that. They've got him three unofficial visits, but none this calendar year. Huh. I, I was pretty certain of that, but I'll cross-check back. Um, but I feel, So two to three, depending on, you know what I mean, the reporting yeah. there. But I'm with you. He's, he's probably going to take an official visit to Auburn, probably an official visit to Clemson. We'll see about Alabama, and then probably a decision shortly thereafter. But I think any time from middle of the year to signing day, to be honest with that kid. Like, I, I don't have a feel for that one at all, Cole. Yeah. Arkansas and Notre Dame are his official visits, and then okay. of course he was in Auburn for the uh, for Big Cat, and I would he, he's a guy I would be on the lookout for that Georgia game as well. Yeah, uh, that's probably a guy you want to get on here. That you game's get loaded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Billionaire dot B is DeAndre Carter a day one starter? I don't think there's such thing anymore. Not, no. not on the offensive line. He's tough. Look, I mean. You don't want a freshman starting on your offensive line, if we're being honest. So he, he's not like that excelled, right? I mean, he's not that he he good. is athletically. I think athletically he is. Listen, uh, if Connor Lou can't, yeah, and, and Connor Lou's technically more sound right. at this stage, uh, yes. in my opinion. Yeah, C- uh, Cody Canada. Do you guys think we will uh, go after any linebackers from the transfer portal this year or just high school guys? That's a good question. Cody? Yes. Hell yes. I think so. so too. Got At least to. one. Got to do it. Until these guys and they, which, until these high school guys can get up there and start contributing. As, which you could do it right now. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Um, and I, for that matter, I think they're going to give a hard look in the JUCO ranks at a linebacker as well. I think that's one of those positions. I think linebacker – Defensive back, uh, offensive line, and defensive line are places mm-hmm. they're going to look for some junior college talent. I like it. See, Rob Nandi wants to know, in y'all's opinion with Cam Franklin not canceling but postponing his visit and McCray still having us in his top five, does NIL or proof of concept matter more for those guys right now? Jay Head, you look like you're ready. For those two in particular, I think NIL, if I'm going to be completely honest with you on that one, uh, well, we saw that with Cam Franklin, right? Yeah. We saw it firsthand. Saw it firsthand. Look, they're selling need on the defensive line. I don't think proof of concept matters all that much to these two guys. I think you're telling them, look, fellas, I got a need right now. You can come in and you can play. You can be in the rotation this time next year if you get in practice and you earn it. Like, we have time. to. We have time. So there's no real proof of concept on how you're going to be used on that one. It is straight playing time and NIL to me with both those guys. Y'all, uh, y'all heard what Lane Kiffin said in his post-game press conference, right? No, I didn't. What did he say? I'm paraphrasing. I'm probably going to mess this up, but it was something along the lines of they a reporter asked him, you know, they scored on the first drive. Everything was better after that. But, what, you know, what do you think about that? He goes, uh, well, you know, I paid pretty good money for some of those defensive guys, so it kind of makes me mad or something like that. Whoa. <laughs> He was, he, it had nothing to do against his his players. It was totally. I, I'm I'm so sick of this college football world and what it is. I'm going to take every advantage, every single opportunity I have to make it look stupid if I can. Dude, how? I wonder if that will be. Well, even in the pros, it's not like they go. Yeah, we just signed that. You know, gave him a signing bonus. It was an expensive interception or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. so you probably don't want to start that. No. No, but what you say privately and how you renegotiate a contract the next year are two totally different things. But airing that kind of stuff out in the media, not great from a chemistry standpoint, right? Oof. <laughs> Oof. Stephen Queef. Oof. Is the Deuce Knight transfer? Deuce Knight is the four-star quarterback from uh, Mississippi, George County, transferred to Lipscomb in Nashville, Tennessee. After three games, he has transferred back to George County, uh, citing homesickness, which I have no reason to doubt it. Um, and that's who Stephen Queef is referring to here. Deuce Knight's transfer midseason, a red flag for y'all, or just a kid wanting to get back closer to home. Kid want to get closer back to home. Yeah, I, I have no reason to doubt him. I don't know why people jump to these, oh, red flag, whatever, dude. You Listen, and somebody said, well, why do you, well, listen, you can't get homesick if you don't leave home. Correct. Look, and now I will tell you this. I think it's, it, 
I said this well back in the summer. Ole Miss and Tennessee are going to be Auburn's hardest competition for Deuce Knight. I firmly believe getting that kid out of Mississippi is going to be very hard. Um, it's just that the certain Mississippi kids are that way. Um, I think Hugh Freeze is going to do a fantastic job recruiting him. You know, George McIntyre is another quarterback we're on. There's there's another kid, you know what I mean, that uh, from the Ohio area that's going to be coming in that you uh, posted about the other day, Jeffrey. So, oh, Ryan Montgomery. Yeah, he's it, Deuce isn't the only quarterback target, but it's going to be that's going to be a tough recruitment, that's for sure. Not worried about quarterback recruiting at all. Even if these guys from high school don't pan out, Hugh Freeze is going to go get a transfer portal quarterback. I'm not worried about that position as long as Hugh Freeze is the head coach of Auburn Tigers. Not worried about it. Don't Let me uh, say this on that situation. That's a pretty that's a pretty good question there, because I think there's context. If somebody is transferring. And it's all about the reason to me. Sure. We've covered some guys who have moved high schools around and, and things, and, and it's not well-received by a coaching staff unless there's a really, really good reason. Yeah. It just it, – it's not a red flag, I don't guess, but it's a, it's an eye-opener. I got In other words, I'm going to do my research. And Absolutely. Why I want to make sure it is homesickness. Yes. Oh, for and sure. If it, is, if it really is, if that's the case, then I think it's going to be fine. So, yes, see, Rob, if that's what you mean by red flag is uh, let's look into that a little bit more, then absolutely yes. Maybe maybe a yellow flag. Yeah, maybe. yellow flag. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Not a red flag. Cause, uh, yeah, Deuce is a good kid. So, uh, but yes, yellow flag, good, well said there. All right, Augustus McCray. Uh, what current linebacker committed in the 24 class do you all see contributing early before the others? Mm. Riddick, uh, DJ Barber. Absolutely. That's the one. To me, DJ Barber can come in and play right away because of just how he understands how to play the game, right? Like, conceptually speaking, DJ Barber is far more advanced than Demarcus Riddick, who is, by all means, if you get it right, coaching that kid up, he's a first-round talent in the NFL. I mean, he's just dripping with talent. But DJ Barber... Technically speaking, he understands how to play the game at the linebacker position, and he knows how to play it at a high clip. I think he could come in and potentially be in you too deep. With what we've got on the the team right now, I think he could be in you too deep next year. Now, I hope he's not put in that position and we bring in some other veteran guys from the portal, but he can play. I say Joe Phillips. Oh. I think Joe Phillips has a role early on because you can't keep a talent, a pass rush talent like that off the field. Uh, oh, Will 10. Who's the most naturally gifted high school player, all three of us being from three different regions of the state? This is a good question. Who's the most naturally gifted high school player you've ever seen in person? And for me, it's not, it's easy. Simple. He was from Jackson Olin High School. Bo Jackson, baby. Oh, no. Oh. I never saw Bo. Oh, okay. Mine was the deuce. David Palmer. David Palmer was a good one. I got to see him against Minor. I was uh, I was probably in junior high. He was several years older than me, but I remember going to the game and I remember looking out and seeing this kid go in motion, do a back somersault tuck. That was the motion. He went in motion, went flipped. Now, of course, nobody could tackle him. He went on to he probably could have won a Heisman if he didn't. Um, he, he had a what was the what was the joke with David? David Palmer went to Alabama. Yeah. The deuce is loose. Um, I think he blew. It, 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 his number was point two two. I think he had a couple of Deweys uh, while yeah. there. That's my point two two. But so David Palmer for me. Uh, go ahead, Jay. No, go ahead. Maybe make sure that was Jackson. I have a, I have a I have a few uh, candidates. That are running through my head. Yeah, jail. My uh, my dad coached Roman Harper when he was in high school, and I thought he was probably one of the greatest I've ever seen. Do it. He was unbelievable. He was the quarterback too. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, a, another guy that my dad had was his name was Corey Larkin. He ended up going to Tennessee, and he was a kick returner for them. Man, he was the real deal uh, as far as running back goes. Uh, I I coached a guy. I was on the coaching staff when Cam Taylor Britt, who went to Nebraska, 
and now yeah. plays in the NFL. He was our quarterback. Dude, oh, my gosh. You're talking about naturally gifted. He was unbelievable. Kevin um, still wanted that kid so badly, too. God, Gus blew that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was one of those guys that changed high schools. Um, he changed yeah. from Prattville High School to Park Crossing High School his senior year. So maybe that was a flag. Maybe it was at the time. I don't know, but um, probably the one I have to say is a guy I played against when I was in high school is O.J. Howard. He was ridiculous. Uh, he was ridiculous. Those are some good ones, Cole. Uh Two for me, one I played against, one I coached against. Um, The one I coached against was Chris Nixon. He ended up playing quarterback at Vanderbilt, but he was a two-way player for Brundage High School, Pike County. Pike County. I will never forget standing on the sideline. He threw a 65-yard bomb in the air, just completely flicked it out of his wrist. And then on the next play, he went in at, at safety when we took over on offense. And literally hit our wide receiver so hard that the kid was knocked out cold for a solid two minutes. I mean, just a phenomenal athlete. And I think if Chris had played safety in college, Alabama recruited him as a safety, he would have been all SEC, but he wanted to play quarterback at the next level. That's right. Um, The other one was um, Brett Eddins. Um, I played against Brett. In fact, they put me into the game to crack him. You remember his senior year, Brett was coming off an ACL injury. My coach got in my face. He was like, all right, Ed, you're going to go in there. You're going to crack block him, and I want you to die right at his knee. Oh, no. And I started coming right downhill at Brett, and I wasn't going to do it. But I came in high, and he saw me coming and literally, dude, turned into me and hit me with his elbow so hard that I flew five yards out of bounds. Now, as nice as he was, he walked over and picked me up and said, here you go, little man. And, of course, the coach said, nice job, Head. You look real pretty, but you missed the block. Yeah. <laughs> nice haircut, big dog. Uh, Zach in the back said uh, Ruben Foster against McGill Tulin in the playoffs was a Ooh. freak, and his honor, honorable mention was T.J. Yeldon and Daphne. Boy, all these Alabama commits, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, thanks thanks for throwing in that Brett, Brett Eddins, though. Oh, uh, Eli Double Lot. What is your hot take following one week of college football? Can be about any team player you call. I already told you my hot take. I told I told you my hot take on uh, on Sunday night. Shadur Sanders is the best player on the Colorado team. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty damn hot. Listen, <laughs> he's good. Um, when you like, I went back and watched the game again, and I think he has my Heisman vote. If I have one, he would have my Heisman vote. The thing that sticks out to you was his patience in that game. He took everything so they gave him, everything, never pressed, never pressed, um, and then took his shots downfield when he had them. Uh, but I can't get over Travis Hunter's 129 plays. You just don't do that, man. Like they, you you don't play 129 plays at the level that he played at to get over 100 yards, a touchdown pass. Is that sustainable? No. There's no way, man. His his body's going to break in half if Dion tries to play him that way the rest of the year. That's too much. Yeah, too I much. mean, you hear coaches at Auburn talk about 70 plays is too much. This kid doubled that up by 60 plays. Mm. Hot take. Uh, let's see. I have two. Okay. These these are hot. They're coming okay. in hot. Okay. okay. <clears throat> Number one, I think – Clemson is going to bounce back. And I'm okay with that. I, I think they might beat Florida State when they match up and win the ACC. Mm-mm. <laughs> told, you, told you it was hot. Okay, I like it. All right, number two, Gus Malzahn was right. About Bo, Nix, Bo Nix is going to win a championship before he leaves college football. Ooh. Okay. Pac-12. Yeah, well, he said SEC. Or, did he say national championship? I think he said national championship. You remember this? When he was a freshman in an interview. Uh, Gus Malzahn was like, he's going to win a championship before he leaves. Yeah, believe it or not, he said that after they beat Oregon. <laughs> got some now, now, he was talking about Auburn, but yeah. he didn't specify from what I remember. So, I'll say he was right and that Bo Nix is going to win a championship before he leaves college football. Hey, man, listen. I'm going to have to take my own home about Hey. <laughs> I said when Bo Nix was a freshman, he'll be in New York before he leaves college. 
Uh, Zach in the back says, hot take. Bowden next finishes top two for the Heisman, and Ohio State, Alabama do not make – ooh, Ohio State and Alabama do not make the college football playoff. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm not with you on that, Zach. It, 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 Alabama's going to absolutely uh, – Alabama's better than I thought they were. Was yeah, Monroe, they're yeah. better than I thought they would be. Yeah. It, they're better than I hoped they would be. We will see this week for sure. I don't th- – I think they're going to stomp the shit out of Texas. I kind of do too, but it's, you know – It'll be I, fun for a quarter, I think. Maybe. I, yeah, I think Saban's going to prove a point. I, I think he's going to stop talking to the locker, brother. Did you see him st- uh, stick the band in the fans up there now? Yeah. <laughs> they stuck him up in the upper deck corner. I loved it. That was hey, awesome. Hey, I'll never have the balls to do that. I'm, I'm taking notes because I'm starting to get into the media where we're asking questions. I'm starting to get into that gig a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hugh Fre- Freeze press conferences. Do not ask Saban a hypothetical question. What are you thinking? Look, think about it. Don't ask him a hypothetical question. And and for that reason, I have learned I'm not going to be asking those kind of questions. I I just wish sometimes somebody would go, you don't have to be rude. You don't have to be rude. What's he going to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Call him out. Don't be rude. I'm I'm sorry, but don't be rude. Don't be original. Did I tell you? <laughs> um, all right. Am I going to any how about you this week? Uh, my hot take, real quick. Clemson, oh, my bad. Clemson's going to go eight and four this year, and they're going to lose three more. Florida State. They're going to lose to North Carolina. Um, I got one other team on their schedule. Oh, and potentially to South Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. That's like a it's a that's a win win for me. I don't care who loses as long as somebody loses that game. I'm with you, um, but yeah, I, I I don't like that team. Um, that's the cringe bowl for me. Shane Beamer and Dabo Sweeney. That's the cringe bowl. Both of them make me cringe more than any coaches. I, I don't know why. I think Dabo because he's so self righteous at times. Like look, he's and he believes it. It's a ridiculous doc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he believes it. He's authentic. But I look. Did you watch the wide receivers in that game, Cole? They are yeah, average. They good. are average, and that, they just don't have anybody that can stretch the field for that young quarterback. And so I feel like Drake May is going to get off in that ass. I think Florida <laughs> State. Um, they're just. Too, I don't think Clemson can stop those two wide receivers for them. I honestly don't. Um, it's just look. Logically, I know that's true, but this is college football. This is true. This is true, and I will tell you this: Clemson's defensive line is legitimate. I mean, they are legit. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. PJ Parker and Peter Woods from last year's Alabama's class, state of Alabama. God, man. Yeah, Peter Woods. He was impressive. Yeah, CJ Parker too, man. He was. I didn't crazy. see him. Okay, he was crazy good too. And my other hot take: Colorado loses this week to Nebraska. Oh, there it is. Nothing will make me happier. <laughs> so, Dion fans, get up in my mentions. I know it's coming. You know what I mean? They're gonna tell listen, I, I, I like Colorado. I loved watching them play. Yes. I thought they were fantastic, dude. It was just all the media. Colorado. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's that's what pissed me off. So it's nothing against Colorado. It's all the media yeah. that was just dropped to their knees for that. It's unbearable. Well, and this. And yeah. This, okay. Dion's going to watch this, so I just want him to make sure that I'm a big what? fan. Yeah, right. Coach Prime, I love you. Coach Prime, excuse me. Yeah, I made you TCU made zero adjustments defensively speaking. They played man free the entire game and let you chew them up in the slot. Matt Rule is going to play match coverage and bump and run. He's going to try to grind the football out and choke you out and make sure that you don't get the opportunities you got last week. I firmly believe Nebraska is going to win that game by three points in Boulder. Well, there's one thing people are missing about the Colorado team. Their offense is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, they're terrible. Defense is atrocious. Yeah, right now. Right now. I think TCU, if 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 they win eight games this year, I'll be impressed. They were. I was not impressed with TCU. They're going to have to make some adjustments, and Kendall Browse is going to have to start running the football in the red zone. He made some bonehead. Oh, calls. God. Yeah, you're not kidding. You're, I, I hear you. Uh, all right, let's get some how about you's, and we'll get out of here, man. Sorry to keep everybody. We just like the ramble on sometimes. There you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, get your pistol ready. All right, let's do it. I got a bunch. All right. Okay. D-Max 73. 
DMAC? Is it DMAC? MAC 73. All right. How about you to DMAC 73? CK 2007. CK 2007. Uh-huh. How about you, big dog? Also, Auburn Hooper. Okay. Been a little bit uh, controversial on the board with, with a few other posters, but, hey, you know, I, I like his takes. I think he's usually pretty spot on. So okay. I don't think I've ever given him one. Okay. Uh, how about my man, Charlie Five? Okay. He called me on, on something, and, and I appreciated it because I think I looked at it wrong and went back, and I was like, you know what? I think you're right on that, Charlie. So how about you to Chuck? Mm-hmm. And, and along with that, same same thing, Cook, Cooked W, or however you say his name. You know who I'm talking about. Cook Ed, Ed W. Cook Ed W, yeah. And then my big how about you, well, I have two big how about you this week. I'm talking, you can times two them if you want. Okay. ASWE, also known as Anthony from Montgomery. There you oh, go. Oh, man, all right. I did not know you you could talk the talk, buddy. I Wasn't mean, he fantastic yeah. Sunday night? He, he really was. was. He really he was. was. And he played linebacker in high school, so he knows what he's talking about, and I'm all in for that. And then, of course, my man, Kid Country. Oh, kid. Had to hang out with the kid in Selma the other night. Really enjoyed it. He introduced me to a lot of people. He was great, man. Every bit of what you hear on the phone, that's, that is Edward from Selma in real life. You think you'll get the invite to the barbecue? I think I get did, the invite. Did you, pass the, did you pass the vibe check? I think so. All right. Get it, Jay? Any? Yeah, I got three. Oh, the first two are going to be a little controversial because most people were not going to agree with what I'm going to say. But the first one's going to be metaphor because he had me in stitches in that Devo Sweeney thread, and somebody said the Devo was going to get fired. He said, "Are you an idiot? I got to pay him sixty million." <laughs> uh, Granite Tiger had it had also had some good posts where he made me laugh a little bit. Um, you talking about hammering people? Uh, and then Mandingo Warrior for his post on um, Wesley Steiner earlier today. Really great. I'm glad he brought attention to that situation. I had not. I mean, I, I knew that Wesley had had some some personal struggles, but really appreciated him sharing that today on the board. Uh, yeah, all those good. Uh, Mandingo's fantastic poster. I got. Uh, how about you, the J Head man? Appreciate that post today. It was fantastic. The top uncommitted recruits. And then uh, my only other. How about you this week goes to. Coach Jim Vacakis, man, OG Coach Vacakis, he uh, yeah. was a legend at Fairfield High School. They're going to be honoring him this week at Fairfield with a uh, John Carroll game Thursday night, tomorrow night. Uh, he spent 11 years at Fairfield. Fantastic game, uh, man, fantastic coach. I consider him a friend along with his sons, Tim and EJ. But uh, Coach B was at uh, Fairfield for 11 years, produced a lot of uh, wins, produced uh, Connus Miller, coached him in high school, coached T.D. Moultrie in high school. Yes, sir. Uh, had a uh, fantastic career, really good guy, and they're going to honor him tomorrow night at the uh, Fairfield Jack, uh, John Carroll game. How about you, Coach V? Uh, that's it. Let's wrap it up there, folks. We had a fantastic show, a little longer than I thought we would, but we managed to uh, to fill it with some stuff. Uh, we appreciate everybody watching. One more time for uh, Miss Jessica Andrews with the Talents Group. If you need uh, anything in or around Auburn, Opelika, real estate related, give her a call, 334 704 Four 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 two. Tell her we sent you. She is a five star realtor, as Mr. J Head says. All right, we're gonna wrap it up there. We will be back uh, Friday uh, with the modcast. We'll be back Sunday night for the call-in show. I think Cole and uh, Justin will be. Uh, is it Thursday tomorrow? Yeah, for the football show. Yeah. Auburn plays at Cal Saturday night. I think they kick off around midnight. Is it nine thirty? Yeah, nine thirty. Nine thirty. My goodness. Uh, everybody has a safe weekend. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your weekend. Have a good. Have a good weekend. We'll see you back uh, Sunday night. For J-Head, for Cole, for Zach in the back, I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay out of that left lane. See ya. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets.
Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York.